welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Hi, and welcome to Gateway Online. It's great to have you with us today. It was great to see so many of you at our carols and Christmas services over the last few weeks as we celebrated the birth of Christ. And I pray that yesterday uh, you had a great time with your family and friends uh, celebrating the birth of Jesus and enjoying presents and food and all that comes with Christmas. And uh, I really want to say thank you for joining us today for our Boxing Day service. If uh, your Boxing Day is anything like my Boxing Day, that pile of presents that was growing under the tree has been decimated and the house is still in disarray. And that pile of food that was on the table has also been decimated but still slowly being digested as you sit on the couch and wait for the Boxing Day test to start. And so we thought today on Boxing Day would be a good day to sit on the couch and to give thanks to God for his goodness to us and to worship him together and to pray for one another as we wait for that Boxing Day test to start. It can wait just a little bit longer. So it was great. It's great to have you with us uh, today. Boxing Day is the start of a new season. We're uh, now preparing and we're waiting for a new year to begin. And uh, we're looking forward to the new possibilities and the new opportunities, but also keeping in mind that there's still a whole lot of uncertainties. And I know this last year, uh, there's been you know, another time of constant change, a lot of uncertainty. And for many, it's been a time of turmoil. For some, it's been, there's been times of pain and grief. And for all of us, uh, we've just never been sure uh, what is coming next. And if there's one Bible writer that understands, you know, the pain and the turmoil of waiting and not being sure what was going to uh, happen next and actually walking through a really difficult time in history, it was the prophet Jeremiah. He's known as the, the weeping prophet uh, because he faced so much persecution, so much oppression in his life that he actually wrote a book of laments, the book of lamentations. And he laments everything that was going on in his life. And I don't think anybody that's joining us today has had quite as much to lament as Jeremiah did. But we've all had some moments of lament in the last 12 months. You know, moments where we haven't been able to see loved ones, moments when uh, we may have not been able to do the things that we love. Some of us have actually lamented losing jobs. You know, others have had the great sadness of, of losing loved ones. And, but we've all had some moments of lament in the last 12 months. As we look back on this last 12 months, there'd be some moments of lament. But I just want to encourage us with some words from this book that Jeremiah wrote that I think are really pertinent for us today as we look back on the last year and we begin to look forward to all that God's got for our future. Lamentations chapter 3 says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind 
and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know, Jeremiah didn't forget the, the moments of lament. He didn't forget the moments of affliction and pain. They actually came to mind for him very easily. He remembered them all too well. And yet in the moments of pain and turmoil, he disciplined himself. He chose to call to mind the steadfast love of God that never ceases, the compassion of God that never fails, and the faithfulness of God that is always so great and is for us in every season. And as he did that, as he called those things of God to mind, his heart was filled with hope. And if there's any had been a time in history that we've needed hope, it's right now. There's a deficit of hope in our community. And I think it'd be a really good day for us to call to mind God's steadfast love, his compassions and his faithfulness. And I'd say the faithfulness of God has been one of the testimonies of our church in this last year. And so we thought it'd be a good day to sit on the couch and just share some stories of God's faithfulness, of his love and compassion and call to mind those things so that our hearts might be filled with hope. And as you listen to these stories from each of our campuses, I pray that God would fill your heart with hope this Boxing Day. So we're going to start with our newest campus pastor, Mr. Sam Jackson, has been our Redlands campus pastor for the last seven months. Tell us a story, Sam, of how you've seen God's faithfulness at Redlands. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Good morning to everyone, especially those tuning in who call Gateway Redlands home. Um, it didn't take me long to think of a highlight. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a, few, a couple of months ago now, but we had a Sunday where we saw 16 people baptised. The, the real interesting thing about that is we didn't strategize for that. It wasn't like we came up with a baptism campaign and we, we preached about baptism for a number of weeks and then made the call. We just said, we, we're going to have a pool party, opportunity for baptisms, and 16 people put their hands up and it was a very special morning. Uh, personally, so special to me. My daughter was one of those 16. Uh, surprised that I'm, I'm actually starting to get a bit emotional thinking about it again, but I'll try and get through it. Um, not, not on Jeremiah's level, but I reckon she'd have a few laments of her own over the past few years of her journey. Um, but just to see it culminate in this moment of clarity for her, where all the things that she's heard from her mum and dad and, and through involvement with church and all that sort of stuff materialised for her, in fact, I actually would say I talked her out of baptism twice before this. <laughs> um, but this time I, I, could just, I could just tell straight away, and my wife as well, that this time it was different. This time she was, there was a sense of God really working clearly in her life uh, to bring her to this moment. I've got to say, having moved from, from Toowoomba and all the turmoil of that, uh, I don't know whether we lamented it, but it wasn't easy. Um, and for the change of schools and everything, to see it come together so well for her um, has just been a joy. Uh, her, her journey's ahead of her and, and she's got, to, and hi, if you're watching Matilda, I'm sure you're going to be sitting next to me watching this, but um, um, it's just incredible to see her really switched onto the things of God at the moment and, and see her understanding the way, that, the way of Jesus and his kingdom. It's just brilliant. I, I think on, on a sort of a broader scale, our series in Ruth has really inspired me and a lot in our campus. Um, and I think it, what Jeremiah says there is true of Ruth, like those first few chapters of confusion and pain and loss and grief. And yet in, in the middle of all that, God is weaving together something beautiful and redemptive. And I, I, just, I just get this great sense that the season we're in at the moment as, as, a, as, a, as a city, 
as a country and as a church that God's weaving together something beautiful and redemptive that we're going to see incredible things in the next, whatever the next season looks like. It's going to be, it's going to be a really exciting time uh, for the church uh, that loves Jesus, that wants to be obedient to him. So I'm really excited about the future, mate. Oh, that's awesome, Sam. So good to have you on team and great to, uh, to hear that story of uh, the way God's been at work in Matilda's life, but also in those 16 people uh, that have come to faith. And maybe today, if you've heard that story, you're just calling to mind someone in your life that's put their faith in Jesus this year, that's been baptised, that's had a particular God encounter. And uh, just call that story to mind right now and just... Uh, just let your heart be filled with hope. Maybe just jump in the chat and just let everybody know the way you've seen the faithfulness of God uh, this year. Dave, mate, uh, great to have you uh, next to me on the couch. Just uh, tell us a little bit about what God's been doing at our Logan campus. Thanks, guys. Hey, really excited to be here today, this morning. We've see, continue to see God be really faithful in our campus, uh, in so many people's lives, in such a challenging year with lots and lots of people facing a whole lot of different challenges around the place. Uh, as I was thinking about it, as I think about the faithfulness of God, I can't help but think of a, a family, an Indian family that's come and joined our church uh, just over six months ago, uh, Abby and Paul, and such a remarkable uh, family with two incredibly, incredibly cute little kids. Uh, and they've become a really significant part of our church. But in the middle of everything going on around in our in our community, they're facing so many challenges themselves. Paul's being diagnosed with blood cancer. And so he's going through this battle as a family with two little kids, uh, a whole bunch of challenges. They couldn't get any family come out uh, from India because of the travel restrictions around COVID and everything. They've a brand new city, brand new place and everything else. And yet looking for a place where they can be supported and cared for. Uh, I love the fact that I've seen our church rally around them. People dropping in meals, people dropping in red bags full of food, people helping put you know, IKEA furniture together and help them in all sorts of really practical ways. Uh, seeing a group of people rally around them and help drive them into the hospital and wait for them so they can get out of their appointments and get into their appointments. I've loved to see God's faithful to, faithfulness to them. You know, I was talking to both of them just the other day hearing, continuing to hear in the story of what they're facing and yet hearing from their own mouth how faithful God has been in some really challenging situations and yet how significant having a church around them to support them, to help them, to encourage them uh, in so many of the different challenges they're facing in the moment has just been awesome. But overall, we've just loved seeing God's faithfulness to so many people in our church, seeing people come to faith, seeing people who've never stepped foot in the doors of a church, find a place where they belong, where they're supported, and they can feel welcome and feel like they're part of the family. So Jace, it's been an incredible year and looking forward to what God's gonna do next year and into the future. That's awesome, Dave. So good to uh, just hear the way that Paul and Abby just found a, a family down at Logan when their uh, family is actually uh, so far away. And I reckon it'd be great just for a bunch of people in the chat right now, wherever you are joining us online, just pray. Why don't you pray for Paul? Pray that God would, uh, would break through in miraculous ways. Pray that that whole family would know the peace and the presence of God uh, in this season. I think you're going to hear a little bit more about just the power of community and family as we tell these stories today. Uh, such a gift of the church. 
Sirks, great uh, to have you with us, and uh, God is doing some great things right in the heart of the city. Uh, why don't you just share just a story of what you've seen God doing this year? Thanks, Jace. Great to be here this morning. Great to be with you all this morning, and a uh, huge uh, welcome particularly to our city campus folk. Great to have you particularly with us. God has been incredibly faithful um, this year. I reckon it was about this time last year when we became aware of a lament. Um, there was a need in the city, particularly around our international students. Uh, many of them had been caught in Australia for nine months, uh, unable to get back. And uh, because of job situations and visa situations, they couldn't work. And uh, we, uh, we felt the need. I think it's been something on our heart ever since we planted to reach out to those who are living in and close to our city who are studying both from around the world and, and from around Australia. And so we began to pray and think about how we could play our part in being a blessing to those who had a lament on their heart who were in need. And uh, it's been a real joy just to see God begin to do something and reach uh, a whole new group of people uh, in the city. I want to tell you just one story, uh, Fiona. Uh, Fiona uh, is from North Queensland and uh, during COVID, she just, not from a, a really a faith background, but felt prompted. I think she was on, on social media, on YouTube and uh, some Christian videos came up and it just grabbed her heart and she began a journey of discovering who Jesus is. And that journey continued as she moved to study here in Brisbane. She met someone from Gateway at university who invited her along to church here at Mackenzie. Uh, when she came uh, that night, it just so happened that, that a bunch of us from City were here and, and uh, some people on the welcome team uh, introduced her to us. She got to know a whole bunch of young adults and she began a journey uh, at Gateway City. Uh, she came along to Alpha uh, she gave her life to Jesus. She's joined a new life group, which we've uh, started just for university students. And uh, just last month, uh, we celebrated with her as she got bapt baptised and shared along with five other university students all on a similar journey uh, of how uh, she has seen so much. She's experienced the world and she's experienced Jesus. And in her words, she says, Jesus is better. And uh, so it's a real joy to see what God is doing uh, in our midst in that space. Yeah, so good. Hey, why don't you just uh, jump in the chat right now and just celebrate with all of heaven, just hearing Fiona's story, hearing the stories of other international students and, and other young people who have put their faith in Jesus in our, uh, in our city campus. Uh, so good. You know, one of our values here at Gateway is, is the value of ones. You know, every one needs to hear the life-changing message of Jesus and all of heaven stops and celebrates when one person puts their faith in Jesus. And maybe you can just call to mind just a, a way that you've seen God just connect the right people together in your life, in your family, in your uh, neighbourhood uh, this year just to, uh, to see His love and His grace break in in a way that was unexpected. You know, God is so good. Why don't you uh, just call to mind his goodness today? Thanks, Sirks. And I'm going to turn to the other Andrew, Andrew Main. 
Uh, tell us a little bit about what God is doing down at our Ormo campus. Uh, thanks, Jason. Good morning, everyone, too, especially as the other boys have done a shout-out to their campus, to all of the crew from Ormo or as the Gold Coast, as we like to refer to ourselves. Um, one of the interesting things for us this year, I think if, and not just our campus, I think this would be reflected everywhere, but if there has been a significant lament for a lot of people, it has been that in our nation you can live within especially in our, in our local government area, 45 minutes from family, but not be able to see them. And over the last two years, we've had numbers of people in our congregation that um, live really close to family, but have missed significant events or not been able to run significant events, weddings and um, family birthdays and other really uh, pertinent life moments where they haven't been able to be present with their family. And so I think a lot of people could, uh, like Jeremiah did in Lamentations 3, write a really good lament around the pain of that and the grief of that. Over the last couple of months, I've been visiting most of the Ormo life groups, just taking the opportunity to go and check in with people. And it's been such an encouragement to me personally. But one of the stories that keeps coming up time and time again is the way people reflect that even though they haven't been able to be with their biological family, God has actually surrounded them with a family of faith that has been the thing that sustained them in this season. And uh, I, I think sometimes in disruption, which uh, for some people we'd say this last couple of years have been disruption. For others, it's been filled with great pain and turmoil. But um, in the midst of that, God can sometimes bring to the surface the things uh, that are really awesome about the world as he created it. And I love the fact that he created us to be in community. Um, the Bible talks about God's love of family. You know, he's the father to the fatherless. He's a defender of widows. And I think in this last season, we've seen how the church has been able to step into the gap for people that have been separated from their biological family by surrounding them with a spiritual family that's been able to encourage them, sustain them, celebrate with them, lament and cry with them and uh, carry them through that. A few, a few people have actually used the word to me in these life groups that when they walk into church, it feels like they've come home. And uh, that just reminds me, God is so faithful that He didn't create us to do life on our own but he put us in a family um, of others that we can share both the joys and the pain of life with and know that we've got others that walk with us um, that can lift us before him in prayer and encourage us on the journey. So uh, I see in that the faithfulness of God. I see how God is so faithful and even in our most painful times, never leaving us alone. His presence is always with us, but the presence of his people walks with us as well. So good, Manny. Hey, why don't you just uh, jump in the chat right now. If you just call to mind a time when the church family, you know, has actually been a blessing to you, has actually been the way that you've known, you know, the peace and the presence and the encouragement of God actually by meeting together with, with others in the church. You know, why don't you just pause just for a moment, just give thanks to God uh, for, the, for the church that he's placed you in, for the community of people he's put you in, for the life group uh, that he's placed you in. We're never supposed to do uh, life alone and in a community that is going through a loneliness pandemic. There's never been a better time for us to be the church that just opens our doors and opens our arms wide to embrace all people into loving community. Hey, uh, Tim, lucky last. Tim, you're our Mackenzie campus pastor, doing an awesome job, mate. Just uh, give us a story of what uh, God's been doing here. 
Yeah, and uh, g'day everyone on the uh, on Gateway Online today, particularly those who call Gateway Mackenzie home. It's great to have you with us today. And uh, look, it has been a year of lament. I, I've found myself lamenting a little bit this year. I actually found this year harder than last year. Uh, and it's been challenging. But um, through it all, God has been so faithful. In our own family, my own personal family, I've just loved seeing our kids uh, grapple with faith and grow in faith. And uh, we've had the opportunity to be able to read uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, all six books with my son Saxon. And I've just loved watching his brain kind of twig as C.S. Lewis kind of brings in these Christian themes. It's been such a joy. And uh, I'm so thankful to God for that opportunity. But I recognize not everyone has that kind of opportunity growing up. Not everyone grows up in a Christian family. And uh, it's been absolutely uh, amazing to see, not just this year, but over many years, Jesus changing lives and changing families uh, in our church. And um, just a couple of months ago, I had the incredible privilege of, uh, of, of officiating a young couple's uh, marriage, their wedding. Uh, they have only been part of this church for, for 18 months. Uh, one of them, the, the, the bride, uh, came to faith uh, here through some, some friends, uh, some of our, our young adults, and uh, they invited uh, Mel to church. And, and Mel brought her now husband, uh, Jack, and he became a little begrudgingly to church, in all honesty. He would, he would acknowledge that. Uh, but he discovered Jesus as well. They both came to Alpha, uh, grew in their faith. Uh, Mel has stood in that baptistry and made a declaration uh, of, uh, of following Jesus all the rest of her life. Jack isn't far away. Jack, if you're watching, 2022 is your year, mate. But uh, to, to be at their wedding, and, and both of them have come from, from non-Christian backgrounds. Their families are, uh, are not necessarily uh, walking in faith. Um, but to stand there with both of them declaring in their wedding vows that they were going to make Jesus the center of their marriage. It was just an incredible privilege. What a testimony it was to their family uh, and their friends. And, uh, and, and they are changing the history, the future history of their family. Uh, Jesus is changing lives and we're excited to see what he's going to do in the future as well. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome, Tim. Hey, why don't, why don't you just jump in the chat right now? If you're just thankful to God for the family that he's placed around you, just for the way that he transforms us. Uh, you know, we're, we're continuing to pray that we would see here at Gateway whole families redeemed, generational change. And maybe today you just need to look back and uh, thank God for the people in your family who put their faith in you and your parents who passed on uh, faith to you. I don't know what it is for you today, but why don't you just take a moment to call to mind God's steadfast love, His unfailing compassion, His great faithfulness. You know, as we look to 2022, there's still so much uncertainty. We're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, we're not sure what this new year is going to bring us. But the reason that we can be filled with hope as we look to a new year, as we call to mind the faithfulness of God, our hearts are filled with hope because our hope is actually anchored in a certain time in history. It's unchanging. It's been done. It's finished. You know, we've just celebrated, you know, the birth of Christ, which was miraculous in, in itself. You know, the, the Word 
became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The eternal son of God, you know, because of his steadfast love, because of his unfailing compassion for all humanity, actually came to earth to be with us. His birth was miraculous. His life was miraculous. And his death was also miraculous. You know, on the cross, you know, Jesus, the eternal son of God, actually stepped into our shoes He actually took on our sin that once separated us from a relationship with the Father. He took the death that we deserved. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could be made right with God. That's astonishing. You know, never just take that for granted. You know, God is so good. His love for us is so steadfast. His compassion is unfailing. And his faithfulness, you know, fills us with hope today. But the real miracle of his death is that he didn't stay dead. You know, on the third day, when the women went to the tomb to anoint a dead body and they didn't have great hope, you know, on that morning, they were met by an angel who, who said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here He has risen. Jesus took on our greatest enemy, sin and death, and he conquered it. He triumphed over it. He had victory over sin and death. You know, sitting on the lounge today on Boxing Day, I'm hoping that the Aussies will have victory over the Poms. Can I hear an amen today? (laughs) But that might happen. I hope it will happen, but I'm not sure. But see, the thing we have in faith in, in Jesus Christ is that we know he's triumphed. We know he has victory over sin and death. And when we put our faith in Jesus, you know, we have hope for all eternity. First Peter, you know, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. It is kept in heaven for you. That's real hope, people. That's hope for today. It's hope for tomorrow. It's hope for our nation. It's hope for all eternity. Come on today on this Boxing Day. Why don't you call to mind his steadfast love that took him to the cross, his unfailing compassion. He looks down on you and says, Father, forgive them for us. They do not know what they're doing. That is a steadfast love. It's an unfailing compassion and a a great faithfulness. It says, I've actually holding you in my hand, this inheritance I got for you. It's never going to go away. I'm never going to let go of you. Great is God's faithfulness. We don't know all that's going to happen in 2022, but what we do know is that God's love is steadfast. His compassions, they fail not. And his faithfulness will be great once again. As you call to mind those qualities of God, he'll fill your heart with hope. I pray on this Boxing Day that just hearing some stories as we've reflected on uh, this, this ancient lament filled with hope from Jeremiah all these years ago, that on this Boxing Day in 2021, 
God might fill your heart with hope for all that He's got for us in the future. I'd love to pray for you right now, whatever campus you're from, whatever you're walking through in your season right now, I'd just love to pray that you'd know that hope of God today. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, we do just give you thanks today for your steadfast love, for your unfailing compassion and for your great faithfulness. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. We thank you that, Jesus, you did come to earth to be with us, that you did step into our shoes, that you did take on our sins so that we could be made right with you for all eternity. Jesus, we give you thanks and praise today. You are so good to us. And God, I I pray for those that are walking through a time of lament right now, that there is sadness in their hearts, as downcast feeling in your soul. God, I pray right now that your peace and your presence would come and, and, and fill our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I pray as we call to mind your steadfast love and your compassion and your faithfulness, God, you'd fill our hearts with hope today. Hope for today and hope for the future. God, we thank you for the good things that you've done this year. You've been so faithful to us and we give you thanks and praise. And God, I ask that you would fill our hearts with hope and faith for the future today. As we look to 2022 and all that you've got in store for us, God, would you help us to keep our eyes focused on your risen Son, and God, would you, would you fill us with faith today? There'd be a confident hope in us because of your unchanging love and compassion. Whatever changes in 2022, God, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to keep our eyes focused on you. We choose today to worship you, to honour you, to praise you for all of the good things that you've done for us. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.